Let's speak to Jill Rutter, Senior Fellow at the UK in a Changing Europe think tank. She is an expert on policy making, processes in government and is a former civil servant. Um, is this unprecedented? It's not totally unprecedented. Uh, no, I mean, remember when Tony Blair as Prime Minister had to go in for a heart operation and looking much, much further back, there's the time when I think Winston Churchill had a stroke in office. I think what is unprecedented is the Prime Minister having to go into hospital as a sort of emergency admission at a t- with the disease which is creating a crisis which he is simultaneously trying to get under control. And I think it's that conjunction of the crisis here with his own health problems that's particularly unusual. And the process that's being followed by the Prime Minister in terms of who takes the workload, even though he is saying he's very much in charge, that's all uh, routine, is it? Just explain that for us. Yes. So what's quite interesting is some countries have, you know, very clear plans laid out. So if you were in the US, you have a system where if the president is incapacitated, then it passes automatically to the vice president. If both of them are incapacitated, it goes to the Speaker of the House of Representatives. That's laid out in the Constitution. In other countries, you may have a very clear deputy prime minister, though sometimes in coalitions, that's from another party. The UK is, of course, because the UK does things like this, much more ad hoc. We don't have a sort of constitutional position of a deputy. The Labour Party has a deputy leader position. The Conservatives don't have that position. And so what the Prime Minister did, and they knew that they were potentially battling a disease that some of them might get, that is why he, in advance, and I think it's quite helpful he did this in advance, said, if for any reason I'm not around, then I'm going to say it passes over to the Foreign Secretary, Dominic Raab. So that's why we'll have heard today that Dominic Raab was chairing that critical cabinet committee meeting to deal with the COVID uh, preparations and presumably tomorrow morning we'll chair cabinet if the Prime Minister isn't uh, isn't up for it. Is there an issue here about uh, confidence? Because if you have a, a Prime Minister whose job is incredibly stressful in any event, but dealing with a, a national crisis like no other before, certainly not since the Second World War, that there is an issue of, of the people's confidence in the leadership. Do you think that will come into play? I think it all depends on how quickly the Prime Minister recovers. If the Prime Minister is back in Downing Street tomorrow and tweeting videos of himself looking uh, looking really quite well, then I think that it'll all dissipate. I think the really interesting thing is we have a system of cabinet government. The Prime Minister is supposed to be first among equals in that cabinet. So I think really the question is, can the cabinet now uh, command that confidence without the, uh, if you like, sort of corralling effect of having the natural authority of the prime minister there. So if the cabinet shows that actually, you know, we can work perfectly well together to resolve these issues without having the prime minister there to knock our heads together and to tell us sort of what to do and give us our marching orders, then, uh, then I think people will say, well, actually, it seems to be ticking over quite well. I think if we see the sort of infighting and backstabbing briefing that we saw over the weekend, in which you think the Prime Minister might have summoned people in today and said this has got to stop. If we see lots of that, lots okay. of people questioning Dominic Raab's chairmanship, things like that, then I think it, it could lose public confidence. And as you rightly Thank say, you. that's very important at the moment. Jill Rutter, thanks very much for joining us here live on NewsHour.